Welcome to Success Coaching with Eric Reed. This show is for you if you'd like to develop more strategic growth in your business and in your life, become more profitable, and develop the strategies to leading a happier, more balanced life. And now your host, Eric Reed. Welcome, 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 everybody, to this episode of Success Coaching Live. I am your host, Eric Reed, and it is my it's my fun. I guess I got to go with fun today because it's Friday, and I love fun Fridays. So it is always my fun and privilege and honor to really join you each Friday here on Success Coaching Radio to just give you a little bit of success thinking, to help you move forward as you chase that dream, begin to build that, that life of success that you've been seeking. Now, as the man said, my name is Eric Reed, and we have a little mini version of this every Monday through Friday on the Facebook channel at 8 a.m. Eastern. But what I love to do on Friday afternoons is take about 20, 25 minutes and do a little bit more of a deep dive. You know, go in a little bit deeper and a little bit longer so that we can explore some ideas. And this week, I really wanted to talk about those fears, overcoming those fears, getting unstuck, and fueling your success. As a coach, I meet people over and over and over again that seem to have their toes right there on the ledge, right there up to the point where they're going to leap into their new life, and something holds them back. Something is keeping them taking challenging, going forward. Now, we could say it's fear. Everybody's got a fear of something or another. Fortunately, all fears are learned. No one is born with fears. Fears, therefore, can be unlearned. You know how? By practicing self-discipline repeatedly with regard to that fear. You know, we all know Tony Robbins. He began his career as the mindset, fear conqueror, guru guy that he is by teaching people how to overcome his fear. And if you go way, 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 way back into the early 80s, I remember an episode where a woman said she was afraid of spiders. And so he was using this example to teach people how to overcome the fear. And so first he had a spider, a very obvious looking spider, probably a tarantula or cousin of, in a box safely a distance from her. And he just let her look at that. And you could see her fear welling and her breathing getting shallow and her hands getting nervous. And he taught her how to relax through that moment. And then the box became closer and you could see her, her escalate again and her breathing in her hands and she became nervous and started to fidget. And he taught her how to breathe through that moment and to recognize the fear and see that she was safe and that no harm could come. Then, you know, it was safely in a locked box type of thing. And over time, the box came closer and the woman learned how to more quickly manage that fear. She would start to see herself, you know, rise up and then she'd breathe into it. And then the top came off the box and you can imagine what happened. And as the story goes, slowly the spider came out of the box. By the end of it, she was able to hold the spider safely in her hand. Now, yes, she still had a moment of fear, a little bit of a threat of fear, but she had learned how to manage her response to that fear. No longer did she go into shallow breathing and fidget and want to jump up and scream and run the room. 
She learned that she was not in any immediate harm and that no danger would come. And if she slowly took long enough to breathe and relax and assess the situation, all would be well. Well, she learned how to undo her fear or unlearn her fear. And now today, you know, Tony does the fire walking thing because who doesn't have a fear of walking across red hot coals? But he's taught people how to conquer that fear. Now, people have pretty much common fears. There's that fear of failure, the fear of loss of love, the fear of a loss of a job or financial security, the fear of being embarrassed or ridiculed. We all remember that one from high school, you know, being pinned against the wall and everybody pointing and laughing at us. The fear of being rejected or criticized as if we would come into the office or income, come into a project or an idea a place with a new idea that everybody will point and laugh and ridicule us and and shame us back. That fear of loss of respect or esteem. What happens if I fail? What will people think of me then? What will I do if? And we all develop these fears and we begin to build on these fears and we begin to let these fears own us. I mean, deeply, truly own us that we become so paralyzed in these fears that we fail to take action. And that often manifests in that statement of, I can't. This is the fear of failure that stops us from taking action. It's an experience. It can be experienced both physically and mentally and emotionally, but most often it shows up in that physical sense. We get that gnawing in our stomach. We see our hands start to sweat. Our knees begin to bounce. And we become so paralyzed with that fear that our brain shuts down. And everything that would tell us logically we're safe seems to have been turned off. All of the irrational seems to become the reality, and the reality becomes no longer present for us. I often say fear is that false evidence appearing real. The fear becomes so big that it becomes our reality. And so how do we begin to step out of that fear? How do we begin to harness that fear? How do we begin to take that fear and say, wait a minute, I am not in danger. I am not going to be harmed. I can move forward. Now, often as entrepreneurs, we struggle with it because we're off there, out there doing it on our own. You know, it's not a team sport sometimes. So the first thing I would want to encourage you to do is just visualize yourself as unafraid. Just go to a safe place. Go to a quiet place. If you're in sales, when I used to be in sales and I sold homes and I would go on a listing appointment, I I mean, you can imagine the fear of walking into a stranger's house that you've never met and presenting them with an idea and asking them to sign a piece of paper where they would give you control of their single most largest financial asset. I mean, there's a little bit of anxiety in all of that. So what I would do is I would arrive early enough that I could park at the end of the street out of sight and I would close my eyes and I would begin to visualize myself unafraid. I would tell myself things like, this is going to be great. I can't wait to begin. I'm so ready for this. This is exciting. And I would use every word that was opposite in my head of fear. By visualizing myself performing confidence and competence in the area that I had left earlier in as fearful, 
I began to accept that that could be a reality. My subconscious mind didn't know the difference between what I was visualizing and what had been experienced in the past. And the closer I was to the event that I was afraid of, the closer, the stronger I would make the visualization happen so I could override any sort of residue that was lingering in my head. Your self-image is just that. It's your self-image. So when you're sitting there in that moment that you're about to step on stage, step into the room, present the project, present the idea, ask for the agreement, you can decide then and there, do I see myself afraid or do I see myself fully resourced and confident in winning the day? And see that, see what you're wearing, see what you're holding, see the reaction on the other people's face, feel what it's going to be like to win the day. Think of who you're going to call first and explain your victory to. And the other idea you can do is practice acting as if. And what I mean by that is by using the act as if method, you walk, talk, and carry yourself exactly as you would if you are completely unafraid in a particular situation. You know, we sometimes hear that as the fake it until you make it. Well, dress the role that you're going to become in your emotions and your thinking and your language. You know, we all know how to put on a brave face. And sometimes as a dad, my kid puts me up to a challenge. I'm like, I'm not really sure about this, you know, or you know, trying a new experience, but I've got to put on the brave face because I don't want my fear to vibrate to my kids. So I'll put on a brave face as I have to pet the, you know, the alligator at the local zoo on kid day or something like that. Though inside I might be shaking. I present how I want to be seen. And oddly enough, the more often I do that, the more comfortable it fits. It's like that old leather coat. The more you wear it, the more it fits and the more it becomes part of you. So present or act as if you've already conquered that fear. Present or act as if you're not afraid of spiders. And guess what? Your brain will be like, oh, we must have changed our decisions. We're no longer afraid of it. The other way you can do this, or the third way, is really use the law of reversibility. Now, the law of reversibility says that if you feel a certain way, you will act in a manner consistent with that feeling. But if you act in a manner consistent with that feeling, even if you don't feel it, the law of reversibility will create a feeling that is consistent with your actions. So the best way to describe this is it's impossible to skip and be unhappy. And what I mean by that is when I choose not to let the inside guide the outside, but let the outside guide the inside, I can have better control over my actions and behaviors. I can walk tall, walk boldly, walk confidently. If I'm sad or depressed or frightened, I can skip, I can clap, I can laugh, I can wave my hands with excitement. I can do all kinds of external physical things because I can program those muscles to do it. And in doing so, the internal begins to create alignment or it begins to echo inward. 
when you go back to that Tony Robbins and you watch some of those videos of people walking across the fire, I mean, it may be five feet, six feet long. They spend a great amount of time before their feet even get near the coals, jumping up and down and shouting and hooping and hollering and patting each other on the back and making all kinds of physical, tribal, yelling kind of things. Why is that? Because they are taking the law of reversibility and applying it. I'm going to get so excited about doing this that my body is going to get so excited about doing it that pretty soon my mind will be so excited about doing it that I can't contain myself from doing it and I won't be afraid. I'll dive into it. So use the law of reversibility. Now, another way is really just honestly confront your fears immediately. Your ability to confront, deal with it, and act in spite of your fears is the key to happiness and success. So often we are presented with a situation that if we simply just acted, you know, that five, four, three, two, one, go, instead of five, four, let me think, let me plan, let me write it out, let me diagram it, let me analyze it, let me call five of my friends, let me make a decision, wait a minute, one of my friends, okay, I'm not going to go. And then that fear begins to find a place to settle in, that fear begins to find a place to own us. So if you're standing in one of those moments and you're like, okay, I'm so afraid of what's going to come next, use the count back method. Five, four, three, two, one, step into it. One of the best exercises you can practice is to identify a person or a situation or an event that you're afraid of and stand before it and step into it. If you're afraid of being on stage in public speaking, go find an empty stage somewhere. Walk into the room. Stand at the steps, go five, four, three, two, one, boom, I'm stepping into it. If you're afraid of going live on Facebook and presenting an idea or sharing an inspirational thought, don't pre-record it on a video and then try and upload it to Facebook or YouTube or Insta, whatever that is, because you'll have time to process and think and analyze. Instead, just hit Facebook, go live, five, four, three, two, one, I'm in the moment. Confront your fears immediately. And then... Move towards your fears. So often we try and figure a way to go up, down, over, under, and around our fears. And we never really see the fear and move towards it. I have been in countless situations where fear has built up in me. That when I finally said there is no other option except to go straight at it, I've discovered that it's a lot smaller than it really looked from a distance. Now, we've all seen that phenomenon, I'm sure, where somebody is standing in front of like the Eiffel Tower and they're holding it between their two fingers. It's a matter of perspective. And if you're standing so far back from your fear, it can look gigantic. But the closer you move to it, the smaller it becomes. And often you could step right over it and not even notice it. So move towards your fears, both mentally and emotionally, but sometimes physically. I'd like to also encourage you to deal with your fear directly. And what I mean by that is don't deny it. Don't act as if it doesn't exist simply because you don't know what to do about it. Take it in hand and tell somebody, look, I have a fear of this. Okay? Can you help me with it? Let's be direct. Let's be honest. If somebody in your workplace calls you into a situation that you're not comfortable and confident with, tell them, look, I have a fear of presenting I'm video conferencing to the board of executors, executives. 
How can I overcome that? How can you help me? What can I do? Because you will, by directly confronting it, by making it known to bringing it to light, will end the secret shame that sometimes fear feeds on. Now, another idea you can do is introducing win, winning into the game of fear. And what I mean is, I, I had an incident when I was a kid. Uh, it was a sailboating incident. We had this little, I don't know, 10-foot sailboat. If, I don't even know if it's 10-foot. We might give it credit if we give it six. And so it was a one-man, two-man little sailboat. And I got out in the middle of the lake. It was a closed lake, small lake. And it capsized, tipped over. And I was by myself. And I hadn't really been schooled on how to upright the boat. So every time I stood on the keel and pulled the boat up, it would go back down and up and down and up and down. And this went on for 30 or 40 minutes. And I was beginning to get panicked and exhausted and, and frightened that I would spend the rest of my life drifting in the ocean on this little yellow solo sailboat. I didn't know that I had to put down the sail, by the way, before I tried to pull it up. So every time I pulled it up, the wind would knock it back down and pull it up and knock it back down. So after I finally got safely to shore, I said, never again, never again will I put my butt on a sailboat. You can't pay me all the money in Jerusalem to put me on a sailboat. I had developed such a fear of it that any time a friend of mine, and I grew up in Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes, would invite me out for a day on the lake, I'd have to be sailboat, motorboat. How big? How many life jackets? I knew I couldn't continue to live that way because sailing is a really cool thing. You don't have the engine. I mean, it's like flying or skating across water. So what I had to do is figure a way out to find some little wins, some little successes piece by piece that I could build back in to my brain. So no longer was that 10, six foot sailboat experience that happened when I was a kid, the dominant energy in my thoughts. So I would go visit friends on sailboats and I would sit and we wouldn't take it out and catarans or varieties and we would just sit tied to the dock, so to speak, or moored in, the, in, in a safe place. And then we would put the, the sail up and it would just flap there. And I had to slowly desensitize myself. Now, what I was beginning to learn through that process is the boat is safe, the sail is safe, the water is safe. Now, I love water. I'll water ski all day long. Put me in a sailboat total panic mode. So then I would go out for five or 10 minutes and come back. And I was fortunate to have a group of people that would support me in this growth. Pretty soon I began to really enjoy going out on a sailboat because I had built up enough success and enough small ways that my brain had begun to say, you're a great sailor. You're, you, you love sailboats. Every time you go out on a sailboat, you have success. So introduce winning into the game of fear, whatever you're afraid of. If it's public speaking, find three or four friends to speak in front of, then add a fifth and then add a tenth and then maybe a stranger or do a small stage, but don't try and go and fill a 10,000 seat auditorium for your first event. I mean, even the best of the best would be standing off stage a little nervous about that kind of performance. So introduce winning into the game of fear. So when you feel those moments of fear begin to creep up, when you begin to recognize that fear is taking control of you and your dream and your day and your aspirations and your desires, you got two choices. You can stay stuck. You can let status quo come over you. You can 
ease and forget, or you can find a way to step into that fear. You can find a way to conquer that fear and actually use that fear to begin to fuel your success. Some of the greatest of greatest will always say, oh, until I overcame this fear, I was limited. But as soon as I could, I, the sky was the limit. Because what I've learned is through that sailboat experience is I now have built into me a tool that whenever I feel that fear, I use that same process and principles to overcome that and that and that event. You know, I was scared to death of this whole podcast radio show kind of thing. I mean, please, please, please. So much room for failure. And I'm sure if we really broke apart this particular episode, there might be 40 or 50 places that I could do better. But I knew that if I didn't begin, if I didn't step into it, if I didn't try in some simple, small way, I would never be unstuck. I would never know what it's like. I would never get to experience the benefits of it. Now, oddly enough, I appear on other people's podcasts and radio shows and people often say, oh, you're such a natural. Oh, you're so great at this. And and the compliments and the compliments. And I'm thinking, oh, if you could only see me on the other side of the pot mic, I'm nervous, I'm sweating, I'm you know, rubbing my hands and I'm doing all of these things. But I've learned to manage and conquer that fear because I love what I get to do when I step through the fear and into my life and into my dream. So remember, we all are afraid. We all go through fear. But don't let it shut you down. Don't let it paralyze it. Don't let it take away your day. Instead, learn to visualize yourself being unafraid. Practice as if you're not afraid. Use the law of reversibility. Confront your fears immediately. Step into them. Move towards them. Change the perspective, so to speak. Deal with it directly. And introduce winning into the game, and you can get unstuck and begin to live a little less fearful about your future. So, as you can see here on Success Coaching Radio, we don't like just mess around. We give practical, positive steps. And if you need more of them, reach out, find me. I welcome so many of you who have emailed me or sent me Facebook messages or called me directly. I look forward to those opportunities because that's the feedback. That's the, the, the return investment of time and energy that I need to know that what I'm doing matters and that I'm helping other people grow. So, so leave a comment in the iTunes or however you find this through whatever blog channel or radio channel. Share it out with friends. And remember that we meet here every Friday afternoon at 11 a.m. Eastern for Success Coaching Radio and Success Coaching on Facebook Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. And we've got a whole bunch of classes coming up that are going to be built around goals and goal of settings and goal achievement as we move to the new year. So check back in often. And if I can help you in any way on your journey, please reach out and ask. Till then, have a great afternoon. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to ericgreed.com. That's ericgreed.com. And like us on Facebook slash Eric G. Reed Success Coaching. Join us next time for Success Coaching with Eric Reed.